0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Boozy Bracketology. My name is Chris, and I'm going to be your host as we continue to work through the best sports movie of all time, Bracket Challenge, put together by none other, none other than our own Mr. Steven. How you doing, my friend?
1: Still doing okay uh i'm beginning to think i might have a problem uh i still only drink two sodas a day but i've begun measuring it in two liters so that could be an issue (laughs)
0: that'll do it i'm assuming then you're still hanging hanging tough with your uh mountain dew
1: i can quit whenever i want i just don't want to right now
0: i don't blame you i have moved on to my second beer it's the same beer it's the uh, nothing too fancy pale ale from rock brothers brewing right here in tampa florida a damn good beer. I'm not even a pale ale guy. This is a good beer. But let's pass this on out. We're going to head on up the road a little bit to Spring Hill, Florida. Mr. Mario, how you doing, my friend? Doing well, thank you. Doing well.
2: How about you, Chris? Are you surviving?
0: I'm alive, man. I, this whole quarantine thing, you live like an hour from me, and I haven't seen you in a bit. So uh, you know, we might have to make a drive up there next weekend. Okay, I'm available. The house is clean. We're quarantined. Amen to that. We're quarantined, too. Uh, let's good. head on out to Huntsville, Alabama. We got Mike and Nikki standing by. How's it going out there? Going good. No. Hanging in there. Hanging in. That's a good thing. What are y'all drinking? Um, I am drinking Topo Chico mineral water from uh, Mexico. So, yes. Hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on. Water from Mexico. Water from Mexico? <laughs> the- no, Topo
3: Chico is like the best sparkling water though. If you haven't had it, and if you find the lime, the ones with the twist of lime, it's such a good treat. So yeah, yeah Topo Chico.
0: And Mike, yeah. what do you have?
4: I got I got my old reliable right here. In the past couple episodes, this is the uh, Yellow Hammer Oktoberfest. I got a I got a six pack. I'm working my way through it, uh, and uh, I like
0: to give shout outs to local breweries. So that's what I'm doing. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Let's head on out. To the home of prostitution, legalized marijuana, and the one and only Sarah Bales. Sarah, how are you doing tonight?
5: <laughs> I'm fantastic. Unlike Chris, I am a pale ale guy. Um, but tonight I happen to be drinking a Ballast Point Black Marlin Porter.
0: It's a big-ass bottle. You're still chugging your way through. Knocking a few of them back. So we're going to go ahead, we're going to move forward here. Um, In the last portion of the 64-seed tournament, we have got your round is going to start with Sarah, going to go to Steven, then Mario, Mike, and Nikki, and then end with myself. And your one seed for this bracket, if you're looking at your bracket, it's in the lower right-hand corner. Your one seed is the Scorsese Classic Raging Bull versus the 16 seed of Bend It Like Beckham. Now, we're going to start with Sarah. What do you think?
5: Unlike the last round um, when I voted for Bring It On, I am going to vote for Raging Bull. I want to be very clear on that. It's a phenomenal movie, but I don't want to miss the points of Bend It Beckham. I feel like I'm going to give it its 26 seconds of fame. Um, I think it came out at a time where females and we're getting into sports and soccer was not or football was not a big sport at the time um the women's world cup kind of brought that to life so I think but like Beckham's good for any girl especially uh, she's from Indian heritage they want to let her play sports it's, it's not a great film in in the sense of Oscar winning film but for me it's I think it's great for little girls out there. I played soccer for 18 years. Um, to me, it was just a good sport for this little girl. Culturally, she couldn't play her friendship in that movie. Um, playing girls, playing soccer. It's different than a girl trying to compete in the boxing world and wanting to be the first football player. It was a whole different thing for me. So I'm voting raging bull for so many reasons, but I do want to give Bennett like Beckham. It's, 20
0: seconds of fame and 20 seconds, a little too far right there. Sarah is locked in with raging bull. Steven, what do you say?
1: So, uh, raging bull all the way here. It's not a, uh, not a major contest in my head. Uh, bend it like Beckham. I most I can say about it. It's a cute film. Uh, I was probably too old and too much of a penis haver to really be its target audience. So it doesn't really affect me. I, I think it's fine as far as that goes, but Raging Bull all the way.
0: All right, we got two for Raging Bull. Mario, what do you think?
2: Let's make it three for Raging Bull. How could you go against Marty Scorsese, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro? Yes, the other one is a soccer movie. Yes, we know. But, again, Pesci, De Niro, and let's just say Goodfellas.
4: That's all I want to say.
0: Well, we're not voting for Goodfellas here, but he's locked in with Raging Bull. Mike and Nicky, what do you think?
4: Goodfellas, a far superior movie. Now I'll hand it over to Nicky.
3: Uh, you know, so when we were talking about in the, in the other bracket, like, I'm not a big boxing fan. Like, I'm just not. And Rocky I had issues with. But with Rocky, at least he's kind of redeemable. Like, you root for Rocky. I'm sorry. He was such an ass in Raging Bull. I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I just am not into it. I know it's this great film, but I mean, it's just brutal and it's sad. And I, and it, I don't know, I don't find it to be that much of a sports film. Um, So yeah, I'm going to go devil's advocate. I'm going to go Bennett Like Beckham just cause I think it's fun. It's enjoyable. Um, and it, to me, screams sports film. I want to watch it. It's not depressing. <laughs> um, so this to me is, you know, when you have in the, in a typical college basketball fashion, this is a, you know, Virginia, and I think uh, Like Beckham is going to be my you. What is it? UMAB? UMBC? U- UMBC so <laughs>
0: I'm going for <laughs> Like Beckham. All right. Well, UMBC was trying to upset Virginia here, and it just did just didn't happen. Um, it, it's not close to me. Raging Bull. It's not a happy movie. You don't feel good after watching it. But you can't deny the fact that Raging Bull is an achievement in cinema that really only Martin Scorsese could have accomplished. Uh, It's a phenomenal movie. It's not a a feel-good movie. I don't think I've seen the Scorsese movie where I've walked out of that movie saying, oh my God, I'm so happy I watched that. That's amazing. Um, He doesn't do... You never see the Martin Scorsese version of The Water Boy, for instance, or Happy Gilmore. But you see good character studies that no one else really could do. And that's what I look at here. No one else could do Raging Bull. There's more than a few people that could have done Bend It Like Beckham. Uh, Raging Bull, hands down. Raging Bull is going to move on to your next round. Steven is going to lead our conversation here. Steven, is there going to be Tin Cup, the eight seed, or the nine seed of Brian Song? Take it away. Little upset that
1: I'm the one leading this off. Uh, I made Tin Cup and Brian Songs an 8 and 9. Uh, specifically because I had no clue how I was going to vote about them. Um, I think at the end of the day, uh, Brian's song is kind of a big wind-up to get you this a tearful ending, which I do think it's effective at. Uh, you feel it there. But we're kind of treading water up until that point, at least in the first act. And I think Tinkup's a more complete movie, so that's the one I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Tinkup here.
0: Steven is locked in with Tin Cup Mario. What do you think? It's basically you
2: have James Kahn versing Kevin Costner. Um, I've seen Brian's song many, many, many moons ago. Um, Tin Cup I've seen would plenty of times actually. Enjoy Cheech Marin in it. Um, I really I, I agree with Steven, you know. Do you really want to see a movie about a you know 26 year old dying at the end from cancer? Uh, Basically, I would be more happier to see um, Kevin Costner try to shoot, you know, hit, you know, play golf. So I'll go with that.
0: Mary was locked in a tin cup as well. Uh, Mike and Nikki, what do you think?
4: Um you know they've been it's been said brian brian song is a is a major major tearjerker it's a very emotional movie uh but a, a theme i feel like throughout the discussion of this first round has been like what movie do you want to watch multiple times now apparently there's a lot of people that want to watch a guy beat up his wife and his family multiple times if the previous discussion was any indication but that having that having already been litigated the two of the, of these particular two movies, the one that I want to watch multiple times is Tin Cup. It's much more fun. It's much more enjoyable, and and it's and yeah, it's it's sportier. That's a good way to put it. It's it's sportier. I, I definitely think I, I definitely think Tim Cup should move on here.
0: And with that, Tin Cup will move on. And this brings it down to me. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to take some crap for this, but I don't care. Brian's song, for as tear-jerking as it is, it almost feels like it's manufacturing that, and it felt... I don't want to say self-serving, because it's not self-serving. It didn't feel genuine to me. And that could just be me, and I'm okay with that. Um, but Tin Cup, the part that won me over for Tin Cup is the the scene at the end of the movie where was just ball, ball, ball and he keeps hitting it into the water, and he can't help himself. But then with the very last ball with Cheech Moran, and Cheech Moran's ready to quit his freaking job, and he gives him the last ball out of the bag. Like, that that scene is insane. It shows you everything you need to know about that character. That character doesn't change beginning and end, by the way. Steven, you and I have litigated this on, I think, this will be the, you litigate, litigated it on the Disney bracket, on the comic book bracket, and now here... His character doesn't change. Like, his character's the same stubborn asshole he's always been, but I don't care. Tin Cup is a better movie. I. I it just comes back to Brian, so I'm feeling a little self serving to me, and I apologize if that pisses some people off, but Tin Cup for me, Tin Cup all the way. Sarah, what do you think?
5: I'm not pissed. But I feel like we've already established going through the first three rounds here that Kevin Costner is good at baseball movies and westerns. Um, I actually, probably in a huge upset, I've got to go with Brian's song on this. Um, I talked, sometimes when you have the emotional capacity for a movie, whether forced or not, if it brings out that emotion, I cry. I cry like a baby every time. If it brings out that emotion into me, then, and and not even just the, the sports movie, but their friendship in it, um, I I don't know. I think I'm going off going rogue here on this, but I, I'm going to put my vote on Brian Song.
0: And Brian Song picks up the uh, the last second three pointer that brings it within twenty points of. The, the next closest seed, but we're going to see what happens next. We're going to start here with Mario. We have got your five seed any given Sunday versus the 12 seed for the love of the game. Mario, take it away. Thank you. I will.
2: Thank you, Johnny. Um, so you have a football movie versus a baseball movie. Yes. Um, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, appreciate that. Can I
0: just ask, why isn't Draft Day in this? There is zero sports played in Draft Day. If I had to it's guess, that's not why. It's
2: draft. But that's another story. Um, to make it short and sweet, I'm going to go back to what Sarah was saying about Kevin Costner's baseball movie. Um, I I actually enjoyed this very much. Um, rewatched a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, enjoyed Kelly Preston in it. Jenna Malone, Um, I thought he was good. Funny tidbit, because I was reading IMDb about this while watching the movie, it was nominated for a Razzie for Best Actor. So I'm going to go with um, For the Love of the Game.
0: For the Love of the Game is going to pick up its first vote. Mike and Nikki, what do you think?
3: You know, it's funny because, I mean, I am the biggest Kevin Costner fan. And there's been like four or five Kevin Costner movies on here. And I have not talked about a single one because i taken all the Kevin Costner ones. All right. Uh It's okay. But um, I, I mean, any given Sunday, um, I think it's a good, as far as, you know, the sports or the business of football and, and everything like that. So I mean, I, I found it interesting, but I, I mean, I love for love of the game to me to baseball movie wise. I mean, it's, it's, about the, his love of baseball. And then also how that transforms into his, the love of a woman and the, his life. And I mean, I just think as far as, you know, sports and loving sports, his love for baseball in that movie and, and, you know, and him, his team rallying behind him. Cause they were all there so he could score that perfect game. But in the end, he was almost willing to give it all up, but he couldn't give it all up. Cause it's like, he loves the game. So I don't know for love of the game. I love it.
0: For love of the game has got two votes in a matchup that we all kind of anticipated being a really close matchup, but the early lead is given to for love of the game. Um, This comes down to me. uh, Oh Lord. Uh, There's not an easy way to say this. Um, Sam Raimi is one of my all time favorite directors. Uh, I think there's not a director in the world. There's very few directors in the world that will, move between genres as willingly as he will um is for love of the game the best baseball movie ever made probably not but he still is willing to move between genres whenever he wants which is great um any given sunday never appealed to me at all i've never been a huge any given sunday fan i know uh Jamie Foxx, Al Pacino, is Dennis Quaid, I think, played the other quarterback. I think there's a scene, if I'm not mistaking, where the offensive line throws an out live alligator into the shower or something like that, and that's the that's the extent of my any given Sunday knowledge. For Love of the Game, for someone that grew up watching baseball and idolizing baseball, For Love of the Game is like the perfect swan song. It's the end of a career of a guy that's a journeyman that was a great pitcher at one point in time but is now... Ending his career, maybe not, maybe not a journeyman, I the right terminology, but he hit the, the swan song of a, a good career. For love of the game is like a great ending, and John C. Riley in that movie is phenomenal. I'm going for love of the game, Sarah. What do you think?
5: For love of the game, Kevin Costner in a baseball movie. Um, it was it just it was just a great mix for me of the analogy of baseball and his life, and pitching that perfect game. She missed the flight. Um, I'll be honest, I saw Any Given Sunday quite a while ago, um, and when I I saw what it was up against, I almost didn't rewatch it just because, Um, but I'm always, I said previously, a a one-off, but I'm going to always choose baseball over football, Um, and Kevin Costner in a baseball movie over most other baseball movies too, so for love of the game.
0: All right. We got another one for the love of the game. Steven, what do you think?
1: Uh, so I actually am a big fan of any given Sunday. Um, for love of the game, I actually don't like Kevin Costner in that role because it's such a gimmick cast at that point. At that point, it's like his eighth baseball movie. He's clearly being cast so that when I look at him, I think crash Davis or another one of the roles he's played. I forget his character's name in field of dreams. Um, so that actually takes me out of the film a little bit just because I feel like that was such an easy and obvious casting choice, it actually hurts the film. That being said, um, I do think For Love of the Game is a better film because it's a, it's the a story of a journeyman pitcher. It's not the story of an all-star. It's not the story of the phenom that's taking the world by storm. It's not the chosen person story. It's a story we don't get that much. And I think that there's a real value in that that kind of elevates it above any given Sunday. So I'm going to go with For the Love
0: of the Game. For the Love of the Game is moving on. We're going to move on to your next pick. This is going to be Mike and Nicky are going to take the lead here. It's going to be Creed versus The Natural. And Mike has got a microphone in front of his face. We'll let him take it away.
4: Um, I uh, I'm going to try not to get uh, to whatever here but um, Creed is I I remember bawling my eyes out when I saw Creed because you know to me like the, the essence of it was it was this kid trying to live up to his father's legacy and it, that just resonated with me in a major way but but speaking of fathers I remember watching The Natural with my father it was one of his favorite movies and like it, if you've ever read the book The Natural, Roy Hobbs is an asshole in the book. Like it's just not – like he's not a character you really su- feel super compelled to root for and they adapted it into such this tremendous thing with it, – it was, it was just to me I, – I know it's an underdog. I know it's probably not moving on but for me The Natural is the movie that has the emotional resonance for me as much as I thought Creed was such a phenomenal film, and I cannot be upset regardless of which one goes on, but for me, my heart goes to The Natural on this one.
0: Mike is locked in with The Natural. Um, It comes to me next, and... I think, if if I remember correctly, The Natural with the book itself, Mike, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think when... Like, his back cracks. to is like a new bat. I think he strikes out, right? Yeah? Okay. He's muted, so he can't talk. But uh, um, I think that would have been a better ending to that movie. With that being said, um, I'm going to talk about a non-sports moment here. And there's a non-sports moment that happens in one of these two films where, in Creed, you find out that Tessa Thompson's character, who loves music, is slowly going deaf. And I don't think I've ever had a gut punch in a movie that kind of took me out of it as much as that did. Um, Adonis Creed fighting for his father is a phenomenal story, but Tessa Thompson's turn in that film, and this, this woman who's grown up idolizing and is a brilliant musician is losing the ability to enjoy what she loves more than anything. It's heartbreaking. And then you add in this amazing story of Adonis Creed fighting to either supplant his father or to spite his father, who's not there because he was killed in, in battle for lack of a better words. Like Creed is to me, fight me on this. I don't care. Creed is the epitome of a Rocky movie. It's better than Rocky one. I. I know you can hate mail, boozy com. I don't care. Creed is the better film. And Creed makes me think of something, makes me think, Significantly more than, God, I, significantly more than The Natural does. It really does. It's that much better of a movie. It's, it's interesting, not just from the main character standpoint, from the ancillary character standpoint. The standpoint with Rocky, my God, come on. Rocky, uh, I, I can't. I'm done. It's, it's Creed. 100% it's Creed. And to me, it's not even close. Sarah, you're up.
5: I will admit that The Natural is not one of my favorite baseball movies. Um, the first time I saw it, I fell asleep. The uh, <laughs> I've had to watch it a couple times since then. Um, it's funny that you bring up the music thing, because that actually was a gut punch for me, too. Um, it's heartbreaking. But I'm going to stay as consistent as I can. Um, the Natural. The natural still, it's not my favorite baseball movie, but it's still a baseball movie. Um, if I'm going to have the choice of a boxing movie over a baseball movie, I'm going to always choose a baseball movie. Um, so this is a tough one. Uh, this is a close call, but I am going to go the natural on this one.
0: The natural has a two to one lead as we bring it over to the uh, bracket master himself. Steven, what do you say? Um,
1: it's interesting how many people like Creed, which is really Rocky Four Part II. Um, but, it, yeah, I understand it, because Creed is clearly the better movie here. I do think The Natural is a good movie. I think it's one of those films that have kind of, if you're into films, you've seen it. And if you're not into films, you might not have heard of it. Or at least not into baseball and films, you might not have heard of it. So I definitely wish more people watched it. But Creed is... Creed captures something that hasn't been in that franchise for the past six films. Um, it, it it it's a, it's amazing. It's fun to watch. It stays with you. Um, it's the first time I believe Rocky is a human being since Rocky One. So I'm going to go with Creed.
0: Oh my god, we're down. It's two to two. It's Creed versus the natural. And we are down to the one person we do not want deciding this particular bracket. Mr. Mario, Creed or The Natural? I'm giving you crap because I can, my friend. Make your pick.
2: So everybody would think I would go with The Natural because it's a baseball movie. Um, Mad respect for Robert Redford, what he did in the movie. Um, But my vote would definitely go to Creed. Creed. Just because his he is going ahead walking in his father's shoes, just like Mike said you know you got a Creed just like his dad and what Steven said it is basically Rocky 4 part two it's actually better than Rocky four and actually better than Rocky five combined um, I, I just think it's a great movie. It, it depicts rocky just like everybody else said as just like a normal person not this you know big you know personality and things like that uh like we see in rocky three you know when he's fighting hulk hogan and things of uh, you know A.K. Thunderlips. lips so 100 percent, creed
0: so i'm gonna i'm gonna derail the podcast here for just a second um Steven you you you're the one that kind of compared this to Rocky 4 and I'm curious to get why you did that versus say Creed 2 where he's actually facing you know the the son of Ivan Drago. Why why does Creed 1 get the comparisons to Rocky 4?
1: Uh it gets the comparisons to Rocky 4 um because it draws more from that film. Creed 2 is literally, I. It's you know, it's Rocky Six. The fan service is what it is. It's they've thrown in a bunch of things that people remember from the old Rocky films, but they haven't put together any theming or anything. Whereas with Creed, like the old Rocky movies, you have this um, underlying thrust of I'm going to engage in this thing that I love, despite all the reasons I shouldn't, because my love for it is that much. And that gives it a heart that the earlier Rocky movies have that Creed two just does not have, in my opinion.
0: Understandable. I appreciate the explanation. We're going to move on here to... Oh, Lord. We've got the sixth seed of The Wrestler taking on the 11th seed of Slapshot. Oh, God. I start with this one. Holy crap. Okay. Um, so I want to preface this by saying I just went back and rewatched Slapshot today because I don't think I'd seen that movie since... Maybe high school, and even then I don't remember liking it all that much. I enjoyed slapshot a lot more than I did when I watched it in high school um, you know Paul Newman's character is is intriguing and it ends with a dude stripping on the ice, which is kind of poetic, given the the constant uh, it's a movie based in the 70s. I don't want to say it's homophobic, but it it's a movie based in the 70s. And it's very, very interesting that the movie ends with a male hockey player stripping at center ice. Um, it's funny. It's got some really funny and charming points, but, oh, Lord, can I, can I honestly sit here and tell you that I think that it's a better movie than The Wrestler? Um, no, I think The Wrestler is... It's Aronofsky's best film. It's up there. Um, it's probably the one Aronofsky film that I'm more likely to go back and watch again. Um, I will never watch... I've seen Life of Pi a handful of times. Not Life of Pi. I've seen Pi a handful of times. I've seen uh, Requiem for a Dream, which is probably his crowning achievement, one time, and I will never watch that movie again. Uh, the Wrestler is the best movie Ricky Mickey works going to make. It might be the best movie that Marissa is going to make. It's... It's an interesting character study and aside from the ambiguous ending, I think it's the better film, so I'm going to go with The Wrestler. Uh, Sarah, what do you think?
5: Wasn't this The Wrestler, the movie that Mickey Rourke made his big comeback with? If I'm not mistaken?
0: I Um, I think he went from this and then went right to Iron Man 2, right?
5: (laughs) Sorry. Um... You know, I'm actually going to give it to this movie, The Wrestler. I The relationship with his daughter, um, I don't know. That brought me in more than the hockey movies, I'll be honest. I, I just, I, I don't know that any of them really just win me over. Um, I didn't think it was quite as ambiguous of an ending. I mean, I, I felt like that was his last jump. So... But I, I thought it was a good movie for that. Um, I also thought Mickey Rourke was dead. So congratulations for him that he came back out. And uh, he gets my vote on this one.
0: <laughs> the wrestler's got a 2 nothing lead. If we bring it over to Steven, what do you say? Uh,
1: not only is it probably Marissa Tomei's best movie, it's probably also the movie she's the most attractive in for some reason. She's got a real trashy hot thing going on that I can't explain. Um. So there's major points to The Wrestler right there. Uh, Slapshot is entirely too long. There's a lot of good in there, but it's entirely too long. Um, That's its major flaw. The Wrestler, I think it gets a little drowned out in people's mind because it came out at the exact same time Crazy Heart did, and they're essentially the same movie. One's about music, one's about wrestling, but they're essentially the same movie and I do think Crazy Heart might do it a little bit better. Uh, but compared to Slapshot, The Wrestler is clearly, in my mind, the better movie. It's one that I do find myself watching, uh, I don't know, once every other year or so since it came out. So I'm going to go with The Wrestler.
0: With Three Roads, The Wrestler will be moving on. Mario, though, what do you think?
1: So
2: as you know, Chris, I am a big wrestling fan. And this movie really dives deep into the independence of how these poor people try to make money um you know doing these 50 to 100 people crowd shows breaking their ass and going ahead and getting maybe $50 to do it and it 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 just shows the real life of what you know independent wrestlers go through and try to get to the WWE or AEW as of today so with that being said, Mickey Rourke did a great job. Uh, fun little fact: he was actually supposed to be in WrestleMania with Chris Jericho, but that fell out because they were afraid he was going to break his freaking face again. But that's just a whole nother st- situation. Um, uh, the last jump that he did was nobody knows if he actually suffered that true heart attack because they never. You nobody ever is nobody's told. Uh, it reminds me of the Sopranos ending, basically. So all in all, uh, wrestler gets my vote.
0: All right, Mike and Nikki, what do you say?
4: So, uh, Stephen said pretty much all I was going to say, uh, vis-a-vis Marissa Tomei. Um, but, but, uh, to, to, to provide a bit of a contrast to, to Mario's point, I've never been a huge wrestling fan and I've always kind of, I, I'll be honest, like, like prior to the, prior to the wrestler, I always kind of disdained it as, Oh, it's like a, it's, it's fake and whatever. And- the wrestler genuinely made, had, had that, that effect on, on me, that it genuinely me made me reconsider that point of view and, and think about that, you know, it doesn't really matter because there's still so much of a physical, physicality, a physical element to that. And, and, you know, I think Mario said it very well, just what these guys put themselves through. And, and that, to me, has still resonated uh, to this day. So, you know, to, I think I think this is The Wrestler all the way. I'll make it a key, clean sweep.
0: And it is a clean sweep for The Wrestler. Slap shot while funny. Steven, you're right. It, that movie is clocked in at like two hours and ten minutes. Holy crap, is it a long movie. Um we three minutes. How long? Two hours and three minutes. Sunshine. Yeah. I well, I just rented it. It's still a long movie. I had to to put a, a point of reference in here. I had to pause that movie but the halfway point and watch Hoop Dreams instead, which is damn near four hours long. <laughs> just to just to get through Slapshot. Um, we're gonna move on to the next the next grouping here. It's gonna be the number three seed, Pride of the Yankees, taking on the 14th seed of Friday Night Lights. And we're gonna start with Sarah. What do you think?
5: So, when this started, I had never seen Friday Night Lights. So, fun fact, there's apparently a TV show, Friday Night Lights, because I watched the TV show, Friday Night Lights, and then realized it was not the movie, Friday Night Lights. Um,
0: <laughs> Leah is so mad at you right now. So,
5: I watched a lot of Friday Night Lights, which, in turn, I also feel like it was a previous movie that I voted for called Varsity Blues. Um Switching that aside, pride of the Yankees. Mario, I'm really sorry. This is the first time I'm meeting you, but I hate the fucking Yankees. But, 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 I have mad respect that there's certain players that even though they were Yankees by just some misfortune, but Lou Gehrig, man, today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. There's no... Even though I watched Friday Night Lights like 70,000 times, it's no comparison at all. Pride of the Yankees.
0: All right, she's locked in with Pride of the Yankees. Steven, what do you say?
1: So, Friday Night Lights is a good film, but there's a reason why when you do your search results, the TV show comes up before the movie. And that's because as dumb and stupid and as much as I hate that TV show... um, It's a little bit more charming than the movie. Uh, It's weird that the wife is in both of them. That's always kind of a head-scratcher, why they maintained one actress and not the rest. Uh, But I guess you couldn't afford Billy Bob Thornton for TV. Uh, No, Pride of the Yankees is the better film here. It's got the pacing issues of a film of its era and all that going in. But I'd still much rather watch that than Friday Night Lights any day. So, Pride of the Yankees.
0: All right, we got two nothing lead for Pride of the Yankees. As we bring it over to Captain Yankee himself, Mario, what do you say? So, I'm just going to make this short and sweet for you guys cuz I know it's late.
2: Um I can't I have to vote for the Pride of the Yankees just because of the whole Lou Gehrig situation in ALS. Um, I just think it's a it's a really it's a, it's a great film and it 100% goes to that movie.
0: Mario's locked in with pride of the Yankees. Mike and Nikki. what do you think?
4: So we, wa- we uh, watched, uh, re-watched in my case and watched for the first time, in Nikki's case, uh, Friday Night Lights this past week, um, and I'd forgotten that. that I, that's actually a very, a very enjoyable movie. I really did like it. Um, I think it does a lot of things really well. I, as Sarah brought up Varsity Blues. I actually think Friday Night Lights is probably the superior movie to Varsity Blues, which makes, which makes the seating sort of interesting here. But one but, Pride of the Yankees. I mean, right off the bat, you've got the Babe playing himself. Like, how fucking cool is that? Like, even if ignoring the whole Lou Gehrig thing, like. You're getting the babe playing himself like that alone, come on. But I, you know, when I think of Pride of the Yankees, I just think yeah, obviously all the you know all the uh, you know Lou Gehrig stuff and stuff like that. But my favorite player growing up was Cal Ripken, so Lou Gehrig was very much intertwined with that whole thing. And I think of the scene in Pride of the Yankees when the coach comes comes to him and he's standing on first base and he's going, no, please, coach, don't take me out. I want to keep playing, like. He had that drive. That was him as a ball player. Like that, to me, resonates so much. I I just think this is Pride of the Yankees all the way. And I know it's already going on, but I just wanted to say, like Pride of the Yankees. I don't know how much legs it's going to have in this uh, tournament long term, but I think they're I think it's a it's a great movie.
0: Pride of the Yankees is definitely moving on. We'll bring it down to me for my last choice. Um, my wife loves Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Uh, I don't think she's ever seen. The movie, she hates Billy Bob Thornton, so it's not too shocking that she wouldn't have seen the movie. Uh, No, Pride of the Yankees is the better movie. Uh, Gary Cooper's performance in it's phenomenal. It's, I I agree with Mike. I don't know what the legs on this movie look like, but it's the better film. It's Pride of the Yankees. Uh, Your next up is going to be the seven seed, the Bad News Bears, taking on the ten seed of Seabiscuit. And we're going to start this, with Steven.
1: So, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't really like Seabiscuit. Um, It's one of those ones where I think technically it's a good film, and objectively I understand why other people like it, but I don't give two hoots about how happy the horse is, because it's a horse. I don't think the horse cares if it wins or loses the race, because it's a horse. So, Toby McGuire, I don't really think he does that great a job in it I don't think he's really up to that role I I, I, it doesn't connect with me on an emotional level whereas the Bad News Bears for all the problems it has and it has them it's still an enjoyable watch so I'm going to go with the Bad News Bears here
0: Steven has locked in with the Bad News Bears Mario what do you think and we're doing the bad news bears
2: with Walter Matthau, correct? Not the uh, uh, 05 version. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure. Um, yeah, I agree with Stephen. Um, I could give two shits less about a horse. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Um, bad news bear. Uh, bad news bears. With Walter Matthau, Tatum O'Neil, uh, before her uh, coke issues. <laughs> Hopefully she didn't do it, you know. As a child, who who the hell knows? So back then, um, I, ju- I just love you know how Walter Matthau interacts with the kids, because he's a seriously he is a grumpy little he is a grumpy old man, and always pissed off. So you know, basically I'm going with um, Bad News Bears for the hell of it.
0: And Bad News Bears takes a two nothing lead as we bring it over to Mike and Nikki. What do you think? Um,
3: you know. I mean- I, I still was sort of in the Bay, too. Is horse racing a sport? I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of with you. Like, it's a horse. Does he really, you know, care if he wins? But I guess for me, the sports aspect is a nation rooting for something. And I feel like Sea Biscuit sort of had that. I don't know. It was just like that, that pleasant, you're rooting for something kind of film. Um, I enjoyed the history. I, I just like watching historical. I like the history from it. And um, so I really enjoyed Seabiscuit. Um, Bad News Bears, you know, is a fun movie. But I, I think I'm going to give it to Seabiscuit on this one. I just, I, I did enjoy Seabiscuit. So, yeah, C-Biscuit. I'll give that one.
0: And Seabiscuit is on the board. And this brings it over to me. Um,. I did not identify with bad news bears. I'm sorry, I love baseball. It's my favorite sport uh Seabiscuit is not a bad movie uh it It was an oscar nominated film for one. I actually enjoyed watching it. I think the the scene where Toby Maguire is telling the other jockey kind of just get his face, get him eye level with the next horse, and watch what happens like that scene alone is really kind of cool where it's like he can put everything beside him to to get his horse to win is, it's is fascinating. I think it's, is Jeff Bridges in that movie. That's the, the owner or something along those lines um, is a fascinating turn. I, it's not going to win this bracket in any way, shape or form, but I do think Seabiscuit's the better film. Now we're going to throw it over to Sarah to break a two to two tie. Uh, and I think we all know where this is going, but Sarah, take it away.
5: I want to be very clear about this. It's not... Bad News Bears isn't going to win solely because it's a baseball movie. But I have a super unpopular opinion. I don't like Tobey Maguire. And I'm really sorry. if That offends other people. I can't get around Tobey Maguire in anything he does. Even Spider-Man. Seabiscuit was okay. Uh, I... Could kind of care less about horse movies in general. Um, I had a horse when I was young that was just terrible, and it just gave really bad memories. So I, I try not to get into that. But uh, Bad News Bears, I'm I'm gonna vote for them, and I am really sorry to be the deciding factor on this one. Um, I don't know honestly which one I would say is a better movie, but I don't like Toby Maguire, so I'm gonna have to go with Bad News Bears.
0: And bad news bears with that victory there is gonna move on and we are down to the last part of the bracket for the field of sixty four this is gonna be the two seed the documentary hoop dreams against the fifteen seed airbud Mario we're gonna start with you what do you think oh a hundred percent it has to be airbud.
2: That's a classic Disney film that was centered around a dog of some. Who the hell gives a shit about Air Bud? Hoop Dreams is, is it's a great documentary. It's you know it shows what you know these kids went through. Um, what was interesting was after watching it, and I you know me, Chris, I actually like a lot of documentaries where my wife hates them. So um, after watching it and just. IMD being it, the royalties of the film went to the two players. 20,0 000 apiece. One went ahead, bought a house, and the other one went ahead and screwed it up. But hey, it I thought it was a nice gesture by the producers and things of that nature. So a hundred percent hoop dreams.
0: All right, he's locked in with hoop dreams. Mike and Nikki, what do you think?
3: airbud a lot as a kid me and my brother me and my brother love that movie but it, it is it, it's a it's a kids movie i mean literally it is for like 6 year olds it is it and is, dogs and dogs you know and i think they have like 30 airbuds now like i think air i think airbud plays every sport he's a very talented golden retriever um and you know and i honestly wasn't sure like hoop dreams is a documentary should this even be included i, I wasn't 100% sure but um after rewatching it, I was like, it, it, it does. I mean, it's, it is a really good, interesting film. I love, you know, the story of the boys and, you know, just basketball and, um, I don't know. I mean, it's just very interesting because I'm, I'm a big college basketball person and I never really think about too much how they got there. And it was it was interesting to see the stories of how, you know, the kids do get there and how some really rely on trying to get there. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Hoop Dreams definitely wins this one.
4: And and I just want to add, it is an absolute travesty that it was not nominated for Best Documentary for the Academy Awards that particular year.
2: I agree. Um, yeah. Did you yeah. read How That Happens?
4: Yeah, it had something to do with they turned it off after like the first 15 minutes or something like that because they had so many documentaries to watch. I, I kind of read it over and it was just – yeah, anyway.
2: What the, what the, what I read was that they put flashlights within the first 15 minutes if people weren't interested. That was it. It was like fuck it. So that's what happened.
0: So Leah had done some research when we were watching. We I haven't seen this movie until earlier today. But Leah did research on it. Apparently, they only had, um, for, for budgetary reasons, they only had a handful of days to document their freshman and sophomore years. And they went back to their producers and their the finance guys, and they showed them what they got. And they got significantly more financing to do their junior and senior years, which is why like the first 40 minutes is just those first two years, and the rest of that two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour movie is their junior and senior years. It's because... They didn't have the financing at the beginning. The financing all came at the end. Um, I I loved I loved it. I loved Tube Dreams. I really did. Uh, with that being said, there's only one movie here that spawned. If I'm not mistaken, like 13 sequels. So you have Air Bud. You've got Air Bud Golden Receiver, where he learns to play American football. Air Blood Air Blood. <laughs> That'd be a lot better movie. Air Bud World Cup, where he learns to play every other type of football. Uh, Air Bud, the seventh inning fetch. Not sure if he knew that, but he learns to play baseball. Air Bud spikes back. Thank God Air Bud learns how to play volleyball. And then we're going to get into the Air Buddies movie. You have Air Buddies, Snow Buddies, Space Buddies, Santa Buddies, Spooky Buddies, the Halloween movie, Treasure Buddies, Super Buddies. And then, hold on, we're going to go back and we're going to retrace what happened in Snow Buddies and we're going to do prequels to Snow Buddies because you have Snow Buddies, The Search for Santa Paws and Snow Buddies 2, Santa Paws 2, The Santa Pups. Yes, all those movies are part of the Airbud universe. It is Chris, the most Chris, successful did he thing. Did you ever bobsled? Because I feel like there was an Airbud bobsledding movie that had to have happened that would have competed with Cool Runnings. <laughs> oh God, I hope so. No, it's Steven, This is from me to you, my friend. Thank you for making me watch Hoop Dreams. Um, I don't know the documentary belongs in this list, but that movie, that documentary, is that inspiring. It's that heartbreaking. It's It's kind of both, and if you go and read their stories about what happened to them after the documentary, it's... Oh, Lord. If if there's nothing that makes my blood boil, and I I told Leah this, um, the stuff that happened at St. Joe's with the... What's his name? Um, The kid that left us his freshman year. uh, Arthur Agee. Arthur Agee. The fact that Saint Joe's would hold up his hold up his transcripts and not let a kid graduate high school because he owed like sixteen hundred dollars that he shouldn't have owed—I don't care what side of the fence you land on with that—that's bullshit. Uh, and it it made my blood boil watching this movie that came out in nineteen ninety freaking four. Um, it's it, 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 Hoop Dreams, and I'm well over my minute, and I apologize. Hoop Dreams is the better movie, and it should it should move on next. Sarah, you're up.
5: I feel like the extra time was worth it to go through all of the awesome Airbud movies though. Right. Um, <laughs> you actually took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to thank you for having this movie on the list. It's one I had never heard of. It's one I probably would have never watched. And it's a, it's a great documentary. So I actually just want to thank you for having this on the list. Um, it's obviously a gimme going against Airbud. Bud, um, which who doesn't love a Golden Retriever that could basically do anything? I'll be honest. I'll take a Golden Retriever playing basketball over a Toby Maguire movie. But um, yeah, Hoop Dreams, obviously. Um, and again, thank you for having this one on the list. It was a very unexpected movie that I'm glad that I could watch
0: all right steven take us home my friend what do you think
1: uh nowhere in the rules does it say that a dog can't lose to a vastly superior cinematic effort uh so uh i guess it's already been said anyone listening to me at home who hasn't seen hoop dreams which i'm amazed so many people on this call hadn't um absolutely do yourself a favor watch hoop dreams it is not just a fine example of what a documentary should be. It's a fine example of what cinema can be. And um, I have it going pretty deep in my bracket. So uh, hoop dreams all the way.
0: And hoop dreams is going to move on. That brings us to the end of the round of 32. Let's go ahead and go over what our next bracket is going to look like. Sorry. That's the end of the round of 64. Let's look at what the round of 32 is going to look like. We're going to have Rudy versus the karate kid. 61 taking on Warrior. Million Dollar Baby versus Remember the Titans. And then Moneyball versus Hoosiers. In the second part of that bracket, you've got Bull Durham taking on Dodgeball. Field of Dreams versus the Mighty Ducks. Space Jam is taking on Jerry Maguire. Varsity Blues versus a League of Their Own. In the third quadrant, we've got... Rocky taking on the Jackie Robinson story. The Longest Yard versus Chariots of Fire. That would be the most boring bracket of all time. Uh, Major League versus the Sandlot. Wait, didn't we? uh,
2: Chariots
1: of Fire lose?
2: Yes, Chariots of Fire lost. You are correct. It's the replacements, my friend.
0: Oh, my God. You're right. I wrote down the wrong one. The Longest Yard versus the replacements. I apologize, everybody. I had uh, Chariots of Fire circled prematurely. I'm a premature circler. Major League versus the Sandlot. And then Talladega Knights are going to take on Happy Gilmore. And then in the final bracket, Raging Bull versus Tin Cup. For Love of the Game taking on Creed. The Wrestler versus Pride of the Yankees. And Bad News Bears versus Hoop Dreams. That is the end of the round of 64. And Chariots of Fire lost. Holy crap, is that, did that really happen? Oh, my God. Okay. The, the long overdue loss that it should have had versus Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Everyone, that has been the end of the Field of 64 for Boozy Bracketology. My name has been Chris, and let's pass this around the horn. Spring Hill, Florida. Mario, how you doing? No, Mario can't talk anymore. Oh, well. Oh, shit. Well, no, it wouldn't run on me
2: for some strange reason. I'm good. You take care. Have a good night. All right. Any parting
0: words from uh, Mike and Nikki? Uh,
4: have a good night. <laughs> yeah, everybody have a good night. Uh, stay
0: safe. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Is alcohol a drug? Uh, depends on what you ask. Uh, not till you're 21. Don't do, don't do that. Okay. Or 12. Or 12. Yeah, yeah. You know. Not <laughs> oh. till you're 13. Oh, you're in Alabama. I forgot. Okay. Steven, any parting words, my friend?
1: Uh, I just wanted to say that I uh, play hockey and fornicate because they're two funnest things to do in cold weather.
0: <laughs> and you voted that movie out. And Sarah, any last words?
5: I'm the person voted for Bring It On.
0: You are the person I voted for Bring It On. <laughs> we will be back here in the next week or so with the next episode of Boozy Bracketology. Until then, have a good night, everybody.